This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to The Adam Ritz Show. I'm your host, Adam Ritz, Jay Baker is joining me. Jay, let's get this over with so we can get back to our lives. <laughs> that sounds excellent. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it that way. I, I just meant uh, we have so much fun doing this show, and this next 30 minutes is going to fly by, and, and then we will be able to get back to our lives. So we cover public affairs and some uh, community service and hopefully some information that will make your life better. Uh, I wanted to start with a few stories uh, that I found. Uh, do you take your shoes off in your house, Jay, when you get home? You, you know, we do. And my wife's got me started doing it and I'm sort of Mr. Automatic with it now. I like it. Okay. I, uh, I don't take my shoes off and, uh, it's become a, an issue of sorts. Uh, I was never in my family. We never took our shoes off. And now there's certain people in my lives, in my life where when I go to their house, uh, you have to take your shoes off before you can even go in. And to me, it actually affects me because I'm half the time I don't even want to go. I'm like, I'd because it's just such, I, I don't like, I wear shoes with laces. I have to tie them. It's just a pain in the butt to take them off every time. And then when I leave or have to run out to the car to get something in the car, I've got to stop at the door, sit on the steps, put my shoes back on. So if I don't remember to bring slippers with me, uh, and sometimes I do wear slippers to their house when I know I have to take my shoes off. Uh-huh. I, I just won't even go over there. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that may be a count why you haven't uh, been to our house for a while. You yeah. know, maybe, maybe I know some people listening are, are they're rolling their eyes. They think I'm the biggest jerk uh, in the world. Some people are like, "Yes, that's me too. I'd rather not go somewhere if they don't if if they want me to take my shoes off." You know, I think they did a whole entire curb your enthusiasm episode on this. Do you remember that with Larry David? He wouldn't take his shoes off oh, when he went over to their for a friend's yes. house. They're like, "Would you take your shoes off?" And he goes, "No, I'm not taking them off." And he walked right into their living room. <laughs> yeah, America his favorite curmudgeon, Larry. Yeah. Well, we've got a story here uh, about kicking your shoes off at home because you don't want to track dirt uh, or bacteria across your clean carpets or your floors. Um, if you regularly take them off, mainly because you're worried about, <clears throat> excuse me, the harmful bacteria uh, from outside getting inside and making you sick, uh, you can probably relax. Those concerns are overblown, according to some experts. who hmm. s- They say there's more pressing health risks that are often overlooked. Uh, a gentleman named Charles Gerba, a professor and microbiologist at the University of Arizona, studied how many and which kinds of bacteria linger on the bottom of your shoes. The study indicated that bacteria can be tracked by shoes over a long distance into your home or personal space. Uh, And it also says uh, in the hierarchy of potential health hazards at home, bacteria-caked shoes rank relatively low on the list. There are much more important considerations. Uh, Very interesting. Is anybody else in your house sick? Um, Pets, frogs, turtles, snakes nearby. I know maybe, maybe you do have a snake as a pet. Uh, some of these pets and or animals can carry salmonella. Uh, food storage in your kitchen. Is food being stored and prepared properly? And then uh, the cesspool 
of bacteria in your house is the sponge in your kitchen sink. I've always heard that. So uh, just a few, I guess, bacteria of note to maybe worry about more so than the the germies on the bottom of your shoes. And if uh, you invite me over, don't be surprised if you make me take my <laughs> shoes off. Don't make me surprised that I don't come the second time. You know, I'm going to get you some slippers. Sometimes I don't get invited back. <laughs> so I'm figuring and this out. It has nothing to do with your shoes, just your personality. Is that what you're going to get at? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> There's a possibility. <laughs> All right. I heard something today uh, upsetting to me. Uh Taco Bell is getting rid of the Mexican pizza. Oh, no. That's my favorite thing on on the menu. They're streamlining the menu. Uh, I think I didn't get the exact uh, micro details of the story, but I think they're adding pico, taking off tomatoes and adding pico. Uh, and they're getting rid of shredded chicks, chicken, rather, and a few other items. And uh, Mexican pizza. I, I guess I'm in the minority for ordering Mexican pizza. I love those things. I get two of them when I go and nothing else. And now I can't get them at all. Well, I was going to say there is nobody more expert at the Taco Bell menu. In fact, you've given me a number of hints for me to enhance my Taco Bell favorites. And I owe it all to you. So you being affected by this absolutely you know that menu inside and out well and i we'd be remiss not to tip our hat to the adam rich show producer taylor who is uh 10 times the taco bell connoisseur than i am uh you know i've been to taco bell a dozen times with him i don't think he's ever ordered the mexican pizza so he he's going to be just fine i don't think there's anything they could do to keep him out of their restaurant no. Uh, the other no, little no. Uh, fast food note I have for you, McDonald's is launching a new chicken McNugget flavor. Hmm. They're adding uh, spicy chicken McNuggets. They'll hit U.S. restaurants on September 16th for a limited time. It's the first new McNugget flavor in the U.S. since the item was introduced to the menu in 1983. And to McDonald's credit, they always create a limited edition item. And I go back to the McRib, which is not everyone's favorite. Mm-hmm. But boy, when they re-release the McRib, you would think that Queen Elizabeth is visiting the United States. I mean, people go crazy. Now, have you, uh, for our affiliates in the great state of Indiana, have you seen uh, every single order of McNuggets you get? There's a nugget that looks like the state of Indiana in the box. <laughs> I've never figured that out. I never noticed I've, that. You've never noticed that? If, if no. anyone listening, you get at least six nuggets. One of them is going to be in the state of Indiana, the shape. I always thought one of them always looked like an outline of your uh, Uncle Joe's head. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I have an Uncle Joe, too. Well, this is the Adam Rich Show. It's uh, brought to you in part and underwritten by our friends at Vibonomics. They're at Vibonomics.com. It's uh, a marketing audio marketing company uh, providing music and voiceover messages and advertising inside retail space across the country. Uh, for example, if you walk into a Kroger Uh, Grocery store, you'll hear Vibonomics coming out of the speakers in the ceiling at any Kroger's grocery store across the country. You can learn more about them at Vibonomics.com or just click the link to them on our website, AdamRitzShow.com. All right, Jay, September, uh, the unofficial end of summer, uh, Labor Day weekend, and uh, summer ends, I think, September 22nd. Uh, What's happening in your world? Well, 
you know, this is the time of year. We joke about it, but fall tends to be a very wonderful time for many people. So, yes, it's getting to be that time of year. You and I say that to each other about a thousand times. People usually tell us to shut up. It's that time of year again. <laughs> it is where, yes, uh, the uh, anything that they can possibly inject the flavor, pumpkin spice. Uh, in fact, I think somebody created a, a relatively harmless internet hoax that there was going to be peppermint spice toilet paper. <laughs> and how did I miss were, that internet hoax? I love a good internet hoax. I, yeah, how did I miss that one? And people went absolutely crazy, you know, with, oh, well, that's taking it too far. Well, yes, it is taking it too far, but still hilarious. That's good. I like it. Absolutely. So, yes, uh, here as we head into fall, here's some couple of COVID notes. We try to find the most positive things because we are kind of all going through these crazy times together. Uh, There was a recent article that said going outside may be the single greatest determiner of your overall feeling and health as we move through COVID together. Because even in very strict lockdown situations, you can still walk outside if you socially distance. So I thought that that was great. Going outside is very important. And I don't know where you're at on this, but for me, just taking a nice long walk, going out for a run has just been very beneficial. Yeah, love getting outside. And this is that time of year when I can actually feel the... um the walls closing in on me, not only with the sun setting earlier, but with the temperatures getting colder. If you're not in the south, uh, you're going to have a tough time just hanging out outside uh, here in the next few months, November, December, Jan, Feb. I mean, it's it's not hanging out outside weather. No, no, no. And that's what's great about fall. It's sort of the, as you pointed out, maybe the last three to four to five weeks of decent weather because especially certainly once you get north of Tennessee, there's been some incredibly bitter weather as early as October. So, Mm -hmm. yes, it can happen. Um, As you know, uh, football has kicked in for much of our country. Of course, yes, some of the leagues have decided, uh, famously Big Ten has decided to not play football, but many high schools are playing football. And Famously, the ACC and the SEC will be playing football here soon, but they are looking at reducing fan capacity at most of their stadiums by anywhere from the only allowing 20 to 25 percent capacity. And I think that's going to be a bit of a challenge. Your thoughts? Well, as a, a fan and a viewer on television, I don't care what they reduce it to. Just play the game. I could watch yes. it on TV. Uh, for 25% capacity, I mean, let's take a look at a, a 100,000-seat stadium. I mean, that's still 25,000 people. That's a lot of people oh, yes. getting through, get, trying to park at once, get through the gates at once. Uh, that still seems like a lot. If, if you're going to have that many, 25,000 people in the stadium, I mean, part of me thinks, you know, why not let a little bit hey, more? Why not? Now, of course, you and I uh, produced this show in Big Ten country, and we were very disappointed that the Big Ten supposedly, quote, officially said no fall football, but we're going to look at winter and or spring football. A couple of proposals they had very early on is that maybe some of the teams splinter off and play football anyway in the fall. That doesn't seem to be as strong a notion as potentially a winter league played in domed stadiums. Most of the Big Ten stadiums 
wide open facilities, but the NFL has a number of dome stadiums and presumably those stadiums would be available on Saturday, which is NCAA football day. So I don't know, would you still be happy, Adam? It would be kind of almost neutral field site, but we might get football sooner rather than later. Well, that's fine with me. Let me ask you a question, Jay. Uh, From a novice, I have I have no uh, biochemical engineering background the way you do. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they come to me for those topics. I, I wasn't. I wasn't pre-med like you were. Uh, <laughs> by the way, your parents must have been so disappointed that you got into radio instead of uh, going on to ecstatic. medical school. So they were so happy. The, the COVID, the coronavirus, delays uh, Big Ten and Pac-12 football they've postponed the season to start possibly uh as early as january i've even heard some rumors uh thanksgiving or even october sure i've Um, heard those as well the this virus the pandemic um what is the difference between september 1st and uh and november 1st as far as uh people getting sick or the transmission of the disease. How could how could there be any difference whatsoever in having kickoff on September first versus January first inside a dome? Am I that stupid I to think it's that's no. hard? There's hardly no difference between doing either one. And if there is no difference, if uh, this pandemic's not going to be gone January first, then why not just have the season and reduce capacity in the stadium? I'm an idiot. Absolutely. I'll let you explain why I'm wrong. <laughs> No, you're not wrong at all. And it is confusing. Part of it, of course, was initially the reason why many things were postponed was to, quote, flatten the curve. They didn't want to suddenly have all the cases all at once and inundate medical facilities. Thankfully, most parts of the United States are seeing an easing of the number of COVID cases. Um, Basically, to postpone everything, they thought, We'll either A, get this all totally under control, or B, there will be a vaccine that's, uh, you know, well-received by the public, uh, doesn't have any side effects. Obviously, we've said that that was the biggest game changer, and we said it first on the Adam Rich Show. If a successful vaccine is on the market tomorrow afternoon, most Americans will completely be very relieved about COVID because obviously the vaccine will be a great inhibitor of the disease. So yeah, this was basically just a time frame. So you're right. That's where the confusion comes in. I just, you know, I just want football. I just want yes. football season. That's I know, you know, 2020 has been, a, has one. been a mess. It's been uh, uh, dare I say an S show. And uh, <laughs> you know, I know on the list of priorities, uh, a game, a sport is not high on the list when you're talking about health and safety and lives. Uh, but still, I, you know, I just want yes. some football. Uh, in fact, I, I rigged my television set, and I mean rigged it with with <laughs> wires and antennas and uh, everything you can imagine so that I could watch my high school all, alma mater uh, play football last Friday night. Uh, and it was, right. it was glorious. I mean, I watched they had a big game. Yes. I watched a big football game uh, between two great teams. It was almost like like watching small college. And uh, it was great, except for the fact that my school and my team got beat 41 to 20. Uh, but it was still like, ah, oh, thank goodness there's some football yeah. I can watch. And so 
So now I'm just waiting for, uh, instead of watching uh, the Big Ten here starting, it was supposed to start this week, uh, I'll just wait and watch uh, the Southeastern Conference and the Big 12 uh, here in the next few weeks. I know. Well, and, you know, the basic bottom line is everyone is trying to be safe and take the most prudent route. Ironically, if you're a young strong athlete which is you know hopefully most people on a football team are young and strong you you think for them this is not a big as big a factor but you know we're obviously all trying to be very careful and i'm with you adam i need football immediately if not sooner this Uh, is uh you know on the other side of the spectrum uh, there are a lot of wives and girlfriends that are that that this is their uh bright side of uh when they talk about the bright side (laughs) Well, there's got to, you know, there's there's got to be something good in in 2020, and for them, the good is that the football is being restricted and or canceled, which means they get their weekend back. <laughs> That's funny you said that. Yes, uh, I'm an SEC football fan, and my wife uh, pretty much realizes that every fall I check out. Saturday is blocked off. Well, then you're still you're still in the clear because you've got Saturday blocked off for the Southeastern Conference. Absolutely. Here's an interesting note: there are some businesses that are doing extremely well during uh, this COVID crisis and pandemic. One of them being Lowe's and Home Depot. Both the companies have had huge increases in business, and I bet you know why, Adam. Well, with nothing to do and nowhere to go, people are finally getting those home projects done. Yes, that's exactly right. And guess what? uh, You're not spending your money on your family vacation this year, so you might as well uh, update the kitchen. Absolutely. And you're not the only one that thinks that way. So great increases across the board. And Lowe's is now trying out a new thing where they are either going to have tool loaning or tool rental at many of their Lowe's locations. So that may be becoming soon, as you well know, when you do these projects it works a little bit better if you have the correct and more powerful tool. Uh, we all know, yes, you can saw a board with a handsaw, but it's a lot more fun with a radial saw. You That's know? right, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you brought up Taco Bell, and this is very interesting. Taco Bell is taking a look at their business model. They've been doing great with the pandemic because we're many places eased up and you could get to-go food. Hey, most Taco Bells that I know, they've got that convenient drive through They're actually going to create a more streamlined Taco Bell location. They're going to add locations, Adam, and they're going to have a drive through app where you actually order what you need, and then the, the app actually lets the restaurant know that, hey, you're there because it has location service. So it is ready to go as you pull into the line. Blah, 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 blah. That's, you know what, unless they bring back the Mexican pizza, I don't care. (laughs) I just bring this story up because, as you said, the producer of this show lives for Taco Bell. You know, he's getting married this year, but I think he may love Taco Bell more than his fiance. I I don't know if that's a controversial statement or not. It is not as a fact, and I bet he <laughs> already has the Taco Bell app downloaded to his phone. <laughs> he probably does. You might have noticed there was a note in a lawsuit not too long ago. Believe it or not, Judge Judy is suing the company that put out her original 
uh, television show. Judge Judy has been on TV. Guess how many seasons, Adam? Is it is it 17 years? Believe it or not, 25th season Whoa. this year. Wow. She's been on TV forever and a day. You probably have read that um, Judge Judy is one of the richest people on television. Her net worth is around $440 million. Unbelievable. That I show know. in syndication for 25 years. I mean, I did hear that uh, her show was one of the top five uh, moneymakers uh, because of syndication. So yes. that, yeah, that's amazing. Do you remember watching uh, Judge Wapner on the People's Court? Oh, absolutely. He was the classic, and I think he had a great bailiff named oh, yeah. Rusty or Rust- something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, Rusty the bailiff. I wonder what uh, if he's if he's still with us. Uh, what he thinks of Judge Judy? If he's upset that that should be his four hundred million dollars, <laughs> not hers. <laughs> I know. Well, and was it not? And maybe this is just me. But the after show, when they would show the the little follow up uh, interview in the hallway, that was always hilarious to me because obviously one side thought, "Hey, I I cleaned up today." The other side was, "Hey, screw this, I'm mad." You know what? Contemporary television show does almost the same thing as the Judge Wapner People's Court follow up interview in the hallway. Have you seen uh, Shark Tank? When, no, I haven't. Uh, oh, it's one of my favorite shows. When uh, You really haven't seen one episode of Shark Tank? I've seen two or three episodes, but I was not aware that they formatically talked to the people who got shot down. At so the let's end. say you and I went into the Shark Tank uh, studios and talked to uh, the four or five uh, gazillionaires that are sitting in leather chairs. We're trying to pitch them on giving us a million dollars for 20% ownership of the Adam Rich show. And we're pitching right. them on why and why it's going to work and how successful we've been up to this point. Well, if they all say, nah, no thanks, we're not going to invest. Then we walk uh, with our heads down between our legs in shame down a hallway to another camera to say, huh. well, I guess they're not going to invest in us. And, <laughs> you know, we're not going to we're not going to quit. We're going to keep trying and we're going to show them that we can be a success. And, oh, you know, I, you know and if they get the deal, I think they do, they, you know, the winners still come down the hallway. They're skipping, smiling, happy. This is going to be the best. I can't believe Mark Cuban gave us $500,000. <laughs> uh, we're in business now with the Cube. And oh, I, goodness, every time hilarious. I watch that on the on Shark Tank, I think of the People's Court and Judge Wapner oh. and uh, the people coming after the court case to talk about uh, whether they won or lost. It's just I'm like so Shark glad. Tank. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, I think you can do a YouTube search. The guy's name was like Doug Llewellyn was the announcer for People's Court, and he would do the post-game interview. Yeah. It rarely went well. Of course, that was, you know, that was back in with TV. You couldn't say any bad words at all, but you could tell people were not happy. Doug Llewellyn. Yeah, he had Doug the hair, Llewellyn. bad had tweed, sport coat. Everybody wanted to be like, in our business, everyone wanted to be Doug Llewellyn. (laughs) Of course you did, yeah. (laughs) Our line of work. Uh, Well, it's getting late in the summer, but this is certainly something you can think about. If you have a pool, there are companies out there that will rent out your pool on an hourly basis. Now, this isn't for everybody. Some people would be a little squeamish if other people were using their pool. But if you think about it, if you do own a pool, you're not in it. 24 hours a day, so why not rent it out?
I you know did I did hear about this company uh, kind of like Airbnb and yes uh, yeah if your backyard is a resort and uh, with beautiful chaise lounges and uh, fountains and waterfalls and hot tubs in the pool uh, you can rent it out for two or three hours one afternoon to some family that wants to have either a family reunion access to your grill or maybe they're just sick and tired of going to the the public pool and they just want to have Absolutely. three or four hours to themselves with their own family right. um yeah do you have the name of that company if not it's an easy google search away i bet yeah it's a google search the the company that i had basically said that two or three uh companies much like as you said airbnb uh, so, yeah, you'd have to do a Google search. But I thought that that was fascinating. And there have been a number of people uh, in the South that have done well by renting out their pools. I might rent out my backyard to uh, the elite 1% that just wants to feel, you know, feel like what, what it would be like to be, uh, you know, middle income. <laughs> you know, what, what if you had a small backyard and a, a deck that needed painted? Uh, well, come rent my backyard. Brought, it was funny you brought that up, yeah, because I got yelled at. The deck hasn't been painted this year, and because of some tree roots, it kind of pitches up at one end. <laughs> so, <laughs> rent it I don't out. Know how to, I don't know how to fix that, but there. yes, I could rent it out and let somebody come over and help me critique it. You yeah, know how that goes. For sure. Uh, this was a thing that you had brought up, uh, and I find it very interesting. Netflix is playing around with a with a feature called shuffle play and they haven't brought this out to everybody but much in the same way when you have a netflix account you can create a your list of shows you'd like to see so it sort of saves them off to the side uh they would take they have a little uh, little sort of i'd call it like a widget or a command based on the shows that you like to watch. And sometimes with Netflix, you can be overwhelmed. What should we watch next? You could hit this next button and, or the shuffle play button and it will bring up a show. And then therefore you don't need to make the decision. Netflix made it for you. I did read that story and uh, I do, I have two feelings on this. One is I do agree with the notion that uh, I myself waste so much time trying to find something to watch. Uh, especially when there's more than one person in the room. You've got a family yes. of four and you're trying to find a movie. You very well might spend an hour and 17 minutes just flipping through categories to try to find a movie to watch. So I do like that they would uh, randomly shuffle, find you something to watch that just plays based on your previous watching habits. They'll know, you know, if you like to watch war movies, they're, they're going to pick a war movie for you. Sure. Uh, but on the other side of the spectrum, I don't know if I trust this. I think there's going to be some shenanigans on the inside because, you know, there's royalties. People get paid when, when their movie gets watched. Uh, ah. I, I think there's going to be some movies that are not so randomly selected to play for you because someone's going to get paid when you watch it. See, I didn't think about that part of it. I was just thinking along the lines, my wife would watch any kind of movie with Matthew McConaughey, good, bad, or indifferent, as long as it has Matthew in it. But I never thought about, as you said, Netflix going, no, 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 you want to watch more of these types of films because we get paid. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of good, bad, and indifferent uh, Matthew McConaughey movies, let me just suggest <laughs> try this one. Have you seen? Sure. The, have you and your wife seen the Beach Bum? I have not seen that one yet. All right. Just don't tell her. Do it's a social experiment for you. Okay. Tell her you want to watch the Beach Bum some night with Matthew McConaughey. Now, for uh, for you and our listeners, you should know it's one of the worst movies. I've ever seen in my entire life. It is wow, and it's it's an older film, isn't it? It is no, no, no. It's uh, three years old. Three, oh my goodness! 20, I didn't know. Yeah, uh, twenty eighteen maybe. It's it's a couple okay. of years old. Um, yeah, it's recent and it is terrible. Uh, I mean, it is laughable. It's so bad. Uh, and it's, it's Matthew McConaughey. Got- it's one of the A listers, and it's terrible. Watch it with your wife. The social experiment is if she has the guts at the end of that movie to say. Oh my gosh, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. I certainly will give that a try. Yeah, and you and I both know that sometimes there's certain actors or actresses where it's like must watch every film no matter what. And then, as you said, perspective-wise, you have to go, hmm. Gee, Bob De Niro, I'm not sure I would have selected that movie. That uh, wasn't uh, that good. It's incredible how terrible this movie is. Uh, And I watched it because it takes place in Key West. I love Key West. It's called The Beach Bum. I love the beach. And through the majority of the movie, Matthew McConaughey wears a captain's hat. And I love captain's hats because of uh, Yacht Rock Radio that I'm affiliated with. So watch it. Don't watch it. Don't blame me if you watch it. And it's terrible. Uh, you've been listening to the Adam Rich Show. Thank you so much, Jay, for coming on board. Uh, we want to thank our listeners, too, for checking us out. All the information, if you want more, is on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.